Do you consider yourself a high achiever? Smart, driven, highly successful? I am so excited to have you. My name is Julia Arndt and I'm the host of the Stress Podcast. I will help you develop your stress resilience the same way you've developed your workplace superpowers. Learn peak performance tools to thrive at work and in your personal life. Let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Stressed Podcast. I'm super excited to be sitting here today with a really wonderful special guest, and his name is Arno de Corver. Hi, Arno. How are you today? Or Arnie, better said, right? <laughs> we'll go with Arnie. Yes, thank We're you. Going with Arnie. <laughs> <laughs> Easier to remember um, anyway. Yes. Arnie's easier. It's Arnau, it's Arno. There's so many different ways of pronouncing it. So Arnie is a more global one, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Great. How are you today? Very well. Thank you. Very well. Uh, it's been a beautiful morning so far. And uh, I'm very grateful to be here having this conversation with you. So thank you for having me. Yeah, it's my absolute pleasure. I always start my podcast with three really simple questions to kind of warm up and pick people up a little bit on where you and I are at. And the three questions that I have for you is, where are you currently located? What time is it? And what have you been up to this morning? I am currently in Guatemala. Uh, it is now one o'clock in the afternoon over here. So the sun is bright and high. Uh, and this morning I woke up to a call and then uh, had a beautiful view of the volcanoes in the background, um, had a bit of a, a combination of productivity as well as uh, a bit of relaxation. So that's been my morning so far. Very nice. How does the relaxation look like for you? What do you do in the mornings to get kind of into that mode? Uh, it's different every time. I don't necessarily have a specific one, uh, one routine I follow on that. Uh, sometimes it would be playing uh, a native flute. Sometimes it's uh, enjoying a, a, a short sit in the sun just to slow things down again. Uh, other times it's writing things down. So today it was sitting in the sun relaxing, feeling the warmth, um, present with me. Um, yeah. Very nice. And how long are you in Guatemala? Because that's, you know, as people probably hear from your accent as well, not the place where you usually, where you are from. So how long are you staying in Guatemala? And tell us a little bit more about kind of the life that you live. Sure. Sure. So I'm here for four months. And I'm actually coming to the end of my stay here. Uh, I will be here until the 6th of March, um, mm -hmm. to which then I will head over to LA, to the US for a month. And then I'm heading over to Africa. So um, I'm living a very adventurous life currently. I've been doing a lot of moving around in the last two years. Mm -hmm. um, I'm from the Netherlands, so, um, you know, going from the Netherlands to all these other countries to, first of all, go and explore, but second of all, to live a form of, of life and uh, living my, my purpose is, is a beautiful way of combining it all together. So, yeah. Very cool. And um, when did you start traveling as much as you do today? I started, well, I've been traveling for a couple of years now, but really as a business on the move, I'd say the last two years. Okay. And what did you do before your business was on the move? Before I was, uh, I was living in the Netherlands for a couple of years and I come from uh, an events background. So I did a lot of work in events, first in the UK, then in the Netherlands. Um, and then at a certain point, I decided to leave and head over to Indonesia, lived in Bali for a while. And then from there, my coaching business slowly progressed and uh, decided to 
be on the move and combine my coaching together with uh, seeing the world and meeting lots of new people. Mm -hmm. So great. I think a lot of people would say that that's kind of their their dream, right? To travel the world and to make money um, on the go and have a business. Was that an easy transition for you or um, how much time did that take you to kind of listen to that to that calling to do that? Sure. Um, it's very much a combination, to be honest. It's of course, it's it's so wonderful to be able to explore and see so many places. Um, mm -hmm. There is always the polarity side of it as well, uh, which is not having a solid foundation, not having one location of mm -hmm. being present all the time and continuously, continuously starting anew almost. So there are challenges present. However, now having done it for a little while, I've managed to find a routine or, or a, a way of how to implement the two together to find that balance. And it's still evolving. So it's continuously learning uh, on the go. Um, how easy was it? Honestly, it, it, it came to me and it was a decision. So mm -hmm. it's, it's very difficult. Yes. Yet as simple as saying, okay, I'm going for this. This is the decision I've mm -hmm. made. I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. This is my lifestyle right now. That's it done. So it's, it's playing yin and yang with the two all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you're saying that, like, that it's just kind of that decision that you make. Right. And then yet I know that so many people that are probably listening right now feel so inspired, right? Because they're like, I wish I would do this. And I get this all the time as well. Right. When I'm talking to people and um, groups that are that are asking me about my career journey and about how I made this kind of scary move to, to leave the corporate world. Um, and then at the same time, it's yet so simple as to make that decision for yourself, right? And to just say, I'm going for it and I'm doing it and I'm not looking back. Are you looking back sometimes? No, no, I'm not looking back. There's, mm -hmm. uh, there's no need for it. Uh, if I wanted to, I could always go back. So again, simple decision, but my decision is not to, uh, so I don't look back, no. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit more about what you do and how you help people in their, in their, in their life. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm a transformational purpose coach and... I help guide individuals through a process where I'm able to help them come from a space of their inner authority. And this might sound a bit complicated, but it's, it's very, it's using basic rules in some ways, but it's allowing ourselves to tap into who we are, what our values are, um, and not necessarily not having the fear, but understanding where that fear may came from or come from. And then from there, turning that into a decision process and opening up the curiosity. So curiosity is key here. Curiosity is what guides us. Curiosity is also then what allows us to step out of our comfort zone, keeping one foot in our comfort zone, uh, and therefore being able to fully engage whatever decision it is that we decide to do. Whether mm -hmm. it's A, whether it's B or C, it all doesn't matter as long as we allow ourselves to be curious enough to align with that decision. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of questions about this. So first of all, my question is, was it always easy for you to listen to like your inner authority? And to just lead from and make decisions from a place of that inner guidance? Absolutely not. No, no. It's, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I feel like it's always been present. I feel like there's always been this internal feeling of uh, often a form of what if. 
um, or better said, there is often moments in our lives, in my life especially, where in the past I would make a decision or a, a decision based off of someone else. So it was actually someone else's decision rather than my own. And therefore, in hindsight, I would then get to a place of, oh, I knew I should have said no when I said yes, or mm -hmm. vice versa. Um, this was the first form of living in this gray area of not really truly understanding or knowing what it is, what I like and who I am and listening to my inner voice almost. Um, so that took many years of awareness of going through different life transitions, um, a journey in order to learn, okay, whoa, hold on. What is actually that I want right now? I know what everyone else around me wants, but what is it that I would like to step into right now? And, and that really grew strong over the last, I'd say, five years. And was there like a specific moment that you remember back where you where it kind of, it kind of hit you or was it more like a gradual process? Uh, honestly, there's been so many different things happening throughout my life that that was a small hint. You know, is it related to mm. when I got run over when I was five years old or was it related to uh, a time that my dad said no or my mom said no or, you know, but mm. one specific one specific time where I started to notice that I was lying to myself was um, probably about eight years ago, nine years ago. And, and it was in a, a time in my life where I went through a breakup, uh, life transition. And mm -hmm. um, what then took place was I was trying to figure out, okay, well, Arnie, what, what do I want? You know, now I'm alone. What, what do I want for myself? So I, I couldn't mm -hmm. answer the question. I Googled mm -hmm. 50 self-reflective questions. I answered mm -hmm. them all. And then mm -hmm. I was like, I felt good about myself. I was proud. And then it was a couple of days later, I read them, read them back. I went through them and I realized that I had lied on pretty much all the, the questions. And then I, I was curious. I was like, but hold on, this is, this is me. And I'm talking to myself and there's no one else around me. And that's when I first started to really understand, okay, there's conditioning taking place here. I'm writing things down with the thoughts or idea of maybe someone else is going to see it. And so it was related to my self worthiness or unworthiness in that regard. Um, So that was the first moment where there was a bit of a click where I was like, okay. Wow, that's so I powerful. I love that. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. And yeah. what happened then? Did you like re-answer the uh, questions? <laughs> I, I, I did. I did. Nice. I, I took, I re-answered them all. And um, honestly, I can't even remember what they were because I gave that book to one of my housemates eventually. And she she asked me, she's like, are you sure you want me to have these answers? And I said, yeah, you know, this is, this is my truth and I don't need to hide from my truth anymore. So you're more than welcome to see my, I don't call them negativities because they, they don't, in my terms, they don't exist negativities, but my vulnerability, um, by sharing that it was allowing her to express and be more open to, to her vulnerability. Um, and from then onwards, it's been a big journey. You know, I didn't have all the answers straight away. I, I, I wasn't necessarily fully connected with myself yet, but that's when the journey started. Mm -hmm. And from there onwards, <laughs> there were many questions of who am I? What do I want? And, and, um, which created a bit of a gray area in my life of doing things and not feeling fully connected with it but still doing it um 
which created confusion. So the opening of that awareness created confusion. However, it allowed me to get deeper and deeper in, in understanding of what this all meant for myself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that led me to where I'm at now. And, and now I'm definitely in a, a place where I'm able to feel within myself and feel okay does this decision does this event does this uh test does this interview you know does it feel right for me and from that space going into the external and giving my all yeah yeah so cool and very beautiful and um, very connected to the question that I wrote down as you were telling us a little bit more about what you do on a day-to-day basis. Um, and you said you're helping people to tap in to who they are, right? And that's exactly what you did eight or nine years ago with, with those journaling questions. And so my question is, what are some of the tools and to help us find that inner voice, right? Because there's so much noise and we're so impacted by society and by the by our families and by our boyfriends and girlfriends and partners and friends. So how, how do we find that inner voice and start listening to that? It's mm, a good question. Um, I'd like to start where maybe first go into, okay, what does the inner voice actually mean? And potentially as well as what is potentially blocking us from it. Mm -hmm. And so our inner voice is is linked to our intuition. So we could even call it our intuitive voice. And then we, we, we are born with an intuitive voice. We all have it. And we all have it as soon as we are born up up until this moment, it's still with us. But there is also our rational voice. And our rational voice is what's built up over the years. It's uh, a form of a conditioned voice that sounds negative, but it's it's not necessarily a negative thing. It's, It's a voice that's been progressed over the years through our upbringing, through our school system, through our jobs. And we need our our rational voice to be able to communicate in the different societies that we are a part of, the, the material world, so to say. However, our intuitive voice, so our inner voice, is more linked to who we are as a person. And over the years of listening to our rational voice, it allows a certain blockage or allows us to, to tend to forget about our inner voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so this creates a gap. This creates a gray area. What then takes place is it, it forms a certain disconnect with our past, of our inner inner child, and our intuitive voice. Um, and often what happens, as what I just described, and I'm curious to hear if you've experienced something similar, but through life transitions, through something that's happened, um, some people like to call it a life crisis. Uh, we could go down that path as well. But something has changed in our system where then these questions start to come forward. Uh, Like what I did with those self-reflective questions. You know, we we lose our job, we we have a burnout, we we go through a breakup. And that's when the questions start to come forward of, okay, wait, I've lost my connection with myself and and how do I reconnect? The reason I start with that is I feel it's important to understand of how the blockage of not understanding how to listen to our inner voice has been created. And it's over the years throughout our life. Knowing that, moving into that form of awareness, that's the first key, awareness. Awareness that we all have an inner voice and and understanding that there is that gray area and that awareness of, okay, I have the choice to step out of this. I have the choice of 
embracing whatever comes at me, feeling, feeling, being curious, and then finding a way of how to express that curiosity. So feeling would be one of the, the first major tools to use mm -hmm. in order to find what your inner voice is. Um, so in a form of expression, understand where is this coming from? Is it coming from the heart or is it coming from the mind? And if it's coming from the heart, that's often a form of expression from your intuition. When it's coming from the mind, which is very clouded very often in this, the noise that we create, um, doesn't mean it's not connected to your inner voice. However, it could be conditioned in a protective form to not allow you to express fully. You don't want to upset that person. You don't want to uh, say no because you know that that's going to be a, a form of I might miss out on something. These are all related or linked to a potential inner voice, but it's not expressing fully in a way of, of the way that you would like it to be heard. Um, so feeling opening that curiosity and then from that space uh, allowing that to come into a place of expression i don't want to go down the form of journaling it's a it's a very very important tool and i i know that that's used a lot and i use it all the time um the reason i don't want to step too deep into that direction is because a lot of people still don't relate with journaling, whereas a lot of people still, they do relate with their, with their voice. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm curious to hear from, from you, like what's the method for you or how do you feel when you want to express something that you know is coming from the heart as opposed to when it's coming from the mind? Hmm. It's a good question. So I definitely relate to the fact that life transitions bring out these bigger questions and um when you were saying you know like eight years ago nine years ago you went through a breakup that that was kind of a big moment for you I you know I kind of like nodded invisibly in my head thinking yeah that's actually I feel like a lot of what happened in my life has been related to relationships um and I do truly believe that people come into your life, you know, for specific reasons and to show you, you know, to learn, to help you learn certain, certain skills and certain life lessons. And, you know, I've traveled, I've lived in five different countries in the life in the last 15 years. And, and a lot of that is, you know, there's always kind of big relationships as well in that space of that helped me either transition into a new place or that really marked a specific time in a country. And when that fell apart, um, that was always big moments for me to uh, to reflect on myself and what was important for me. And I think it's it's really interesting it's really interesting to hear your your story because i don't think it was you know very apparent and um clear to me at first what i have available in order to help me through these difficult times i remember um you know one breakup in particular um was one when i actually moved to california so moved to the US, um, I was in a relationship and my partner at the time really wanted to come to California. And so, you know, it's it's really powerful because I'm thinking like I would not be here not if it wasn't for him. And now I'm here and I'm super happy and I've lived here for almost nine years. And it was a very painful breakup for me um, because, you know, I had like I was just in the space of like the first six to nine months transitioning from back at the time in Ireland, Dublin to California. And 
I felt really alone, right? Like I had a new job and a new role and a new team and a new manager and then a new life. And, you know, I thought that one of those components of my life was to, um, was to be with him so that I had something stable, right? In that big transition that I was already going through anyway. And then that fell apart too. And so that brought me in a huge tumult, tumult of just like feelings and, um, and I didn't really have anything available, but the beautiful part of the story is, is this is how I discovered Lake Tahoe, um, because <laughs> my inner voice was very, very strongly telling me that I wanted to be here and I didn't really mm. know why, um, but, you know, I just came here, I came into nature and I spent weekends on my own, which I had never done before in my life um, because I was always really attached to other people and how, you know, what other people would think of me. I think it would it always gave me some type of certainty. And then all of a sudden it was very uncertain. And all of a sudden it was this place in nature that gave me that feeling. Um, and so it was really, it was a really beautiful process. And I, I always say of like the biggest love story with Tahoe because this is <laughs> this is you know this is such a magical place for me and without knowing at the time that that's what was that was my inner voice kind of telling me right that um I wanted to be here that's kind of how everything started and then in the process of actually commuting to Tahoe on a more regular basis, I started listening to a personal development podcast. <laughs> and so that's kind of how I started getting into all of this work. And um, yeah, that was kind of one of the ways of how I, you know, sometimes it's not, it's not like the clear, clear voice at the beginning. It's just kind of this feeling of this place makes me so happy or this person makes me so happy or this thing that I'm doing makes me so happy. And I can't really put a finger on it or I can't really explain it, but yeah. It's just really special, yeah. And would you say, uh, just a, a short follow-up question, so the, the feeling that you felt with that inner voice, um, could you describe that feeling a little bit of what that felt like? Where did you feel it? Mm. It was probably in my heart. It's hard to kind of think back now and to kind of pinpoint the feeling. And I was still really broken at the time and really going through like heartbreak and heartache and um so I think you know there was like definitely something in my heart <laughs> um that was <laughs> that was calling me because because that made me feel so much better right every time I came here like even though I came here and I sometimes had negative feelings or I had you know things that I was working through internally the 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 place and the space just gave me yeah give me some inner inner protection mm -hmm. beautiful <laughs> thank you for sharing that yeah thank you for asking I don't think I've never really thought about this before so it's really powerful and I think this goes back to what you were saying in terms of like the listening and the voice because it's so powerful to just have a conversation about this right like like I said I don't think I've ever talked about this in this in this topic or in this space before and it makes me think yeah wow this was my time you know when I created mm -hmm. like that inner that starting to really um, listen to that inner voice and definitely you know then you know fast forward three four years it was also that inner voice that told me I cannot stay in corporate any longer right I really need yeah. to do something on my own um, and that was a big battle too right because you have so many different opinions from the outside and and you are already insecure if you're doing the right thing and then you know maybe your external <laughs> environment is not really supporting you in taking that step either but yeah here I am right four years later um with this beautiful business and yeah it's just it's just so important to listen to your inner voice and that's the thing. It's so beautiful to hear your story because, you know, you would describe in a form of a, a life transition as well. Right. And that's mm -hmm. what, that's what took place with me. And so many people go through first off so many different life transitions, it, whether they're mm -hmm. big or small. Um, mm -hmm. But we don't have to wait for a dramatic life transition to take yeah. place before we start listening to our inner voice, which has 
been in a lot of people's situations been the path right it's been the way of how they've been able to tap into it but that's also why i started uh, my business because i'd like to help individuals get to that phase that that form of awareness or that form of of listening to your inner voice or inner authority um before they actually get to a place of oh wow my whole world is has turned upside down because our worlds don't have to turn upside down and yeah. it doesn't mean that we don't have feelings anymore it's actually the opposite we ha- we are so connected with our feelings and with our thoughts and with our emotions that from there we're actually able to make i don't want to say better decisions but but make more um sustainable decisions based off of who i am as a person who you are as a person um and of course we're going to make mistakes mistakes are good we love mistakes mm-hmm. because we learn mm-hmm. and we grow and we get stronger and um yeah so i feel like it's important to to help individuals already into a space of that form of awareness so that therefore okay what it ooh what is this feeling that i that i'm actually having and how do i find a way of how to to express it expression is is a big form of allowing the external world so outside of your body to receive and also then how do you receive it back into the internal so it's it's a beautiful relationship and combination of yourself with others um in the form of a voice communication so mm. yeah yeah one of the things that i wrote down as well as you were talking earlier was kind of that choice and taking that self responsibility to to do something about what you're hearing and that i want to highlight that because i know oftentimes we are just guided by these external forces and factors right and we just think it's all it's just the way it is because you know i mean like simplest example like i you know i have this corporate job and i maybe have a family of of two right i'm married and i have a family of two so now it's just what it is kind of a thing right um but there's you know there's so many people that have always taken that step and made the choices to live life differently Sometimes we forget that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also feel that in addition to that, what we also tend to forget sometimes is that the grass always looks green on the other side. And mm. especially with, with the whole world of social media. And you said mm. at the beginning about my situation, oh, so many people would dream of having a lifestyle like that. Mm-hmm. On the contrary, so many people also dream of having a lifestyle where they don't travel at all. And I think it's very important to understand, okay, well, what are our values? What do we want? What do we need? And make decisions from there. And mm-hmm. that also sometimes means that I have clients that sometimes are in the corporate industry, in the corporate world, and they feel like they want to leave. But then after a few seconds, they actually understand they don't want to leave. They like that security mm-hmm. that it offers, but it's actually something else that is uh, that they're not happy with or not feeling fulfilled with. And it, often it's related to not being heard. Often it's related to not being able to express um, within their situation. As soon as they find a method of therefore, and this is where, again, inner authority comes forward, of being able to step into a space of, okay, this is who I am. This is how I'm going to show up. This is my role within the company, within my own life, within my family. This is how I'm going to show up. And often enough, you'll see that people don't want to leave their jobs, which is beautiful because mm-hmm. yeah. it shows that they are there already for the right reason, but it's allowing other aspects not from the external but from the internal to come forward and make the make those decisions and then move forward from there yeah and remaking that conscious choice 
will all of a sudden move everything, right? All of a sudden you're so much yeah. happier again and so on. Yeah, it's it's beautiful to experience what a yes or a no or a decision can be. And it can be mm -hmm. as something as simple or small. For me, where am I going to go next? For two months, it was like, whoa, where, is it, where am I going to go? As soon as that decision was made, freedom. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it all happened in a, in a process that was linked to how my inner voice wanted to express it. But eventually it all aligned and therefore the next decision came forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another thing that we wanted to talk about was the masculine and feminine energy. And I'm curious to yes. hear how that fits <laughs> into finding that inner authority. And obviously, I don't think I've ever talked about kind of the masculine feminine energy before. So maybe you can give us a little discourse into that area, first of all. Sure. Um, so to start off, um, all humans, all human beings, we all have a masculine energy and a feminine energy present in us um they say that the ma the the masculine's the right side of your body and the feminine's the left side of your body but most important is to know that we all have this inner polarity uh, naturally within our system um it doesn't mean that we are more male or more female that that's not what those energies mean but um it's more the polarity of understanding okay Uh, masculine is is linked to um, stability. Masculine is linked to a form of holding the space. It's witnessing without judgments. These are all healthy forms of uh, the masculine energy or discipline, um, guides, being supportive, encouraging. Um, has truth or integrity so it's committed to personal truth whereas the healthy feminine energy is very grounded is compassionate is loving understanding it provides support um, the feminine energy is the creative energy and so we have these two energies that in some ways need to be balanced And if they are imbalanced, we then slowly start to step into our unhealthy masculine and unhealthy feminine. And so the reason this is also connected with our inner authority is because it's a part of who we are. Inner authority, you can look at it in a form of being an author of your own body or an author of your own life and understanding your masculine energies as well as your feminine energies and finding the right balance of that will allow you to therefore also be more connected uh, with yourself. Um, it's also a beautiful tool that can be used. Um, this is currently, I use it more as a tool. And so, for example, if we go into what our unhealthy masculine traits are, that is when we are competitive or we are solely focused on success. So we're like driven by focus, uh, by goals. Um, we can be cold or distant, um, needing to be right. So blaming or shaming, these are all traits of unhealthy masculine. Uh, on the contrary, unhealthy feminine are things like jealousy or feeling insecure. Um, seeking outside validation, needy, projecting, uh, manipulative, um, afraid of losing. So these, knowing this and understanding this and understanding, okay, what am I feeling right now? I'm feeling jealousy. Oh, what is this? What is this? Where is this jealousy coming from? Why do I have this? And of course, it's related to conditioning, to traumas, triggers from our past, but also understanding of what parts of our energies it's related to. It will give us a tool of how to therefore step out of that as well. 
And if you're living in your unhealthy feminine, you want to tap into your healthy masculine. If you're living in your unhealthy masculine, you want to tap into your healthy feminine. And so understanding what is present in your healthy masculine and healthy feminine or what defines that will make it easier to therefore acknowledge what that unhealthy feminine or masculine is, create that awareness around it, and then look into your table of of uh, tools underneath uh, with the with the heading healthy feminine and be like oh okay so oh creative yes i can draw i like to draw or i play the flute let's let's play the flute and hmm. that these are also it, it's all interrelated also with our inner authority because it's it allows us to be connected to a deeper level with ourselves in understanding on how to step out of an unhealthy situation. Yeah, super cool and very powerful. Um, and I'm glad that you explained it um, as specifically as you did. So, you know, one big thing that stood out that I want to address, and I, I'm curious to hear if you have any insights on that, is seeking outside validation. You said that that's something that's kind of an unhealthy feminine energy. And a lot of the people I work with, no matter if they are feminine or masculine, <laughs> um, female or male, they they have that side in them um, that is seeking outside validation. I think especially as we are feeling imbalanced and unhappy with our lives, um, that's something that I see very, very often come up for people. Um, what for specifically that piece would be a healthy masculine energy to tap into in order to kind of re rebalance that? Great question. Um, so one would be, the first one that comes forward to me is holding space, mm -hmm. right? So uh, holding space energetically is the same as holding space physically for someone else. But now you're actually holding space for yourself. And that can be in the form of, going somewhere to meditate or it can be in the form of going for a walk or going for a hike um being active going to the gym however specifically more linked to to the side of validation holding space allows um let's see let's say I, i'm i'm the one that is feeling you know uh i need to step out of that validation so I would therefore uh, go into a space that I'm holding for myself. Mm -hmm. And um, you can combine it. You can combine it with, with certain traits as well. So you can make it smell good and you, so you can add different uh, attributes to your space holding. Mm -hmm. But the, the fact of you giving yourself that moment and holding that space yourself is considered, it falls under the category of healthy masculine. And with that particular topic in mind, you go into that space holding and then you start to allow yourself to express. The masculine energy is also all about allowance, um, creating that safety, witnessing without judgment. You know, when, when I say this, it sounds like that's linked to the external, to someone else. That's I'm witnessing without judgment for someone else. But no, it's now time to witness without judgment towards myself. Mm -hmm. And so creating that space without judgment and then therefore stepping into that, um, that topic of validation, it allows me to dissect it, allows me to break down, okay, where is this coming from? what does validation mean to me what are my values and so this brings us back to often what step one in, in my coaching is breaking down what the values are what are your values what are your needs mm -hmm. and from that space we are then able to create uh, a more specific um curious i i, I stopped using open-minded and replaced it with curious from now on. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So stepping into a space of curiosity of 
what triggered me at this particular moment to allow that feeling of validation to come forward. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be different moments in relation, whether it's related to your friends or to your partner, or to your parents. And every single time it's a moment of, as soon as you feel it, hold space. So that might be feel or seem tricky if you're at an event, for example, but even there, um, you could hold that space. You could be present in the event. You could just take a moment. It can be a brief two minutes and, and uh, take a step outside or go sit down. That's your moment that you're holding for yourself. That's your healthy masculine. And then feel, okay, break it down. What, what do I feel right now? Where did it come from? Um, is it valid to feel that form of validation and dissect it in a form so that you understand that right now at this moment, it's not going to change your situation, but by creating that acknowledgement and that awareness around it, you'll start to slowly, but surely you'll start to look at it in a more comical way and be like, Oh, Arnie, I, you know, there's no need for that, that feeling right now. And mm -hmm. honestly, actually, there's never, there's never really moments or ever really a time of where, where I actually have to feel that anymore because it's not, it's not part of my values. It's not who I am. So yeah, breaking it down, holding that space. Um, so that that's where the masculine feminine starts to help out in that way, because um, I could even send it to you. Like I created a PDF where I split them up. And then yes, from that, please. it's possible just to see the list. And then you can just get to one. You can choose one. It's all about yeah. decisions and choices mm -hmm. and keep it simple. We don't have to go too, too in depth into our own thoughts. It'll just be like, mm -hmm. go off the list. Ah, that one feels like that's going to serve me right now in relation mm -hmm. to this feeling that I am having right now and go with that. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. And you know, what I'm thinking as well is, is what's really important in that space is to be curious. You already said that a few times, but I want to highlight it again um, to, to test out these different things because the people that might listen right now and think, Ah, but that doesn't really solve my problem of constantly looking for external validation, right? Um, I think we can all relate. Um, just be curious to be open to play around with these things and see how they start to make you feel differently. Um, I think that's been one of my experiences, especially going through like my yoga training certifications. And that's where I first learned about kind of the feminine and masculine energy. It's, it's really interesting um, to experience that physically or to like to take action and make a choice on something that you want to just try out and play with in order to see what kind of an effect it has on you. And oftentimes, especially in a corporate space, we don't really allow ourselves to to play or to have fun or to be curious mm -hmm. or to even take the time to test it out in the first place. Right. Because we always feel so overwhelmed and busy. So, yeah, I yeah. Um, yeah. maybe for the listeners that are listening right now and that are curious to see that overview, maybe you can even just share your email address or something, how people can connect with you or how they can maybe request that PDF and then you can send it to them would be, I think, really sure. helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll leave one it in I the show notes. Well. Yeah. Sure. And one thing I just wanted to add as well, like a very good exercise in relation to your masculine and feminine is um, in the morning um, when you're still laying in bed, uh, it, it, it can take up to 10 minutes, but it can be as short as one minute. You lay in your bed in the morning and you have your eyes closed and you start to have a conversation with yourself. You start to have a conversation with your feminine and you start to have a conversation with your masculine. And... To both of them, you ask, what do you need today? And therefore, you're offering a space of safety to, to both your masculine and your feminine. And maybe one doesn't need anything, and maybe the other does. Or maybe they both need something. But by having that conversation, that internal conversation, 
it allows you to start off your day with, okay, today my feminine needs to be, needs to be held. My emotions need to be held. And by creating that awareness and, and waking up with that in the morning, it also makes it clear to you that, okay, today is going to be a bit more of an emotional day. Um, mm -hmm. It therefore allows you to communicate that better throughout your day as well whether it's to your friends, to your, to your colleagues, to, to your partner. So beautiful exercise to do in the morning. To I have love a conversation that. With and feminine. Yeah, I love that. That's such a cool exercise. Um, never thought about that before. Arnie, if people are curious to learn more about your work, how can they best find more about you and also connect with you? So uh, you can search Arnie Decorvi. Uh, I'm on all my socials on that. Uh, also, my website is arniedecorvi.com. Uh, so that's A-R-N-Y-D-E-K-O-R-V-Y. Um, so yeah, Instagram, Facebook, uh, I'm also on LinkedIn. So there you can reach out to me if you have any questions more specific in relation to the, the masculine feminine or more specifically about, how, well, how do I lead through my inner authority? Um, I'm happy to, to receive any questions and to see how I could be of service to you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. This was really, really uh beautiful thank you for also asking me those questions about my own inner voice and for you listener if you've been listening to this podcast episode now and you feel deeply inspired to uh, maybe listen more to what your inner voice tells you or or make a specific choice that you have maybe been hearing for a while coming from the insights <laughs> then i hope that you know that you feel inspired to take that next step and if you know someone that would benefit from the information and the insights that we share today please share this podcast episode with them this is the greatest service that you can do to us arnie and me um, because we want to bring this message more out into the world so thank you so much for doing that in advance and yeah arnie i wish you all the best for 2023 so so you know so grateful that you were here on the podcast today and yeah i'm excited to see what the future holds for you mm, thank you so much and thank you for having me on your show i love i love so many of the topics that you uh that you talk about on your on your podcast and it's, it's as i said earlier a real honor to be to be here to be able to speak on your podcast and on your show. So thank you so much <laughs>